They're gonna talk about it. TV2. You're gonna scream and shout it. TV2. Just sit back and relax. It's your favorite 90s cartoon podcast. TV2. Hey everybody and welcome back to TV Tunes for another week and another installment. Uh, I'm your host, John Renyotis. Joining me as always, my host, David Cantor. What up, bitch? I tried something new. I tried something new. It worked. I'm on board with it. And yeah, that can be the nickname for for our uh, fans. Great. Bitches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's not go with that. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome back. We are talking about something new this time, but it's relating to something that is a throwback mm-hmm. uh, that neither of us know anything about for the most part. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Off mic, I mentioned that... Uh, Two seconds into this movie, I realized I know nothing about Hey Arnold. <laughs> yes. Uh, I As think do I. it still works, though. It really did. I don't think it should be your introduction to this world, but Definitely I think not. <laughs> it holds up even if... like It's still a solid film regardless of... Anyway. It made me want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, joining us this week to talk about Hey Arnold, because he is a super fan of Hey Arnold... Hector Navarro. Sup, bitches? I think it's going to catch on. <laughs> I, think I like it. I think it's going to catch on. I like it. What's up, you built of you bitches? <laughs> hey, all of my bitches. <laughs> uh, this uh, is gonna, this if is there's people weird. that are following me from like the Nickelodeon animation podcast, they're like, whoa, that was... <laughs> I'm going to be tagging this nothing That's but great. Nickelodeon. That's great. <laughs> you say your granddaddy's Nickelodeon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, the Nickelodeon podcast for those who have grown up with it in so the, the 90s. So what made up. you guys want to do... Uh, throwback tunes, TB tunes mm-hmm. for Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie, the new thing. Yeah, well, Instead I was of... the one who suggested it. Okay, uh, it was legitimately one hundred percent your status update saying that this was like one of the most important movies of twenty seventeen. This is I your said, fault. I said uh, something to that effect. I was like, this is one. Of, it was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, yeah, uh, along with all of the big superhero movies and like the new Guillermo del Toro movie, but just like, oh yeah, and also Hey Arnold the Jungle movies coming out. Yeah. Like right after Thanksgiving. So uh, uh, yeah, and I was lucky enough to see it um, maybe like a week ahead of time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, because of my gig on the Nickelodeon animation podcast, I've had the uh, the great fortune of being able to talk to uh, a bunch of people who worked on this movie. Mm-hmm. I hosted a panel for them at like a cartoon uh, expo that they had a few weeks ago. And um, when I was talking to, um, the first time I had a chance to interview the creator of Hey Arnold, Craig Bartlett, who's an awesome guy, uh, and he has been doing cartoons for forever, and he's just, when you, he's the type of guy that when you meet him, you, you're like, this is the perfect human that should work on cartoons, that mm-hmm. should work on cartoons, because he's so cool, so nice, so funny, so passionate, all traits for cartoon. All, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cartoon like, a, like a, just like a good person. Okay. Like, it's always a bummer when you hear that that uh, people who work on like things for children end up being weird or crappy. You're like, what a bummer. Like, run a studio. And exactly. Exactly. Out. Yeah. Or even work in movies or whatever. But yeah. um, um, but still, it's some for some. It's it's always bad, no matter yeah. what. But for some <laughs> reason, it's even worse when it's like for children. Which studio targeted. were you talking about? Do you know about? what I mean? Do you I know was, what I'm talking about? I was talking about Pixar. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course. Same. No, it, yeah, it's awful. It's really bad. Yeah, but it's horrible. Craig Bartlett, such a great guy. And just for me, in my background, I grew up with definitely watching Nickelodeon, definitely watching Cartoon Network. And I feel like when I was young and I in the late 90s, like I kind of missed the sort of first wave of Nickelodeon where I was maybe a little too young. So you were second generation 
Nick. You started when uh, SpongeBob came along. Not necessarily. No, I was no? even earlier than that. But but okay. but I was born in '87. So when Nickelodeon like changed the TV landscape, it was like mm-hmm. 1991. Mm-hmm. So I was like young. So mm-hmm. I didn't get Ren and Stimpy. Do you know what I mean? Until yeah. later. But there are people that grew up and they were the perfect age where like Ren and Stimpy, Doug, Rugrats were the first three that was Nicktoons. Me. That was in And it was like 83. sweet spot. Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny because I'm 86. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that I'm more in the sure the earlier the sure Rugrats, Doug. Oh, well, um, you were most definitely. I mean, you're an animation like yeah. I also though well, yeah. we could get into this is like a whole Grant and Hector is too, but no, David is more. David yeah, is more. No. I don't know though because here's the thing. Yeah. I would only watch Nickelodeon at like friends' houses mm, because I grew up without TV. Gotcha. Yep. Ah. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. So That's like, really amazing. you had to, so like, you had you to latch on to whatever you got. Say what? Yeah. You had to latch on to whatever you got. Pretty much. So like, yeah. So I'm less knowledgeable about this shit, sure. which is why I should like I totally. And the type of person who should know Hey Arnold, but going into this, right. I was like, oh, I do not know right. Hey Arnold. And what's crazy is, uh, well, I mean, this is just true for everything now in the whole world, is that everything is available streaming and on DVD, yeah. mm-hmm. and they actually do put out, like, like I was just at Target, and they have, like, Rocco's Modern Life, the complete series. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Which is mm-hmm. when we were kids, we would never have imagined that that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it was even tough to be an encyclopedia back then, because it was literally like, okay, we well, just got to watch the reruns. Yeah. Like, yep. there are kids that have seen every episode of Rugrats, and that's impressive. Because there's yeah. a million, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and this was before. And there's DVD. no order too. I mean, everything's exactly. individually like, standalone. No, there was no big story arcs mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Very episodic. And I mean, when we why were, I'm surprised about at, the Jungle movie. About the Jungle movie. Yeah, well, let, well, we're going to get into that. No sense. To it me. does and it uh. doesn't. <laughs> it's because Hey Arnold is is really unique in that way. So so hey, but where, as I was get, as I was getting older, I feel okay. like towards the end of the '90s, I started to gravitate more towards the big stuff that was happening at Cartoon Network, which was Dexter's mm-hmm. Lab, Powerpuff Girls. That's what switched me. Do you know over what I mean? Too. That's what switched me over. So I st- always had a fondness for Nick. It was where the it was where the generation switched. Yes. It's where yes. when SpongeBob started. Exactly. That's where I'm just like, oh shit, Powerpuff Girls is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were doing amazing yeah. stuff. Um, so, so what Dexter's I didn't, yeah. what I didn't realize though, is that out of all of the Nicktoons before SpongeBob, right? It's kind of a like it's like a BS and AS. It is. It's like before SpongeBob, after SpongeBob <laughs> is Nick, yeah. uh-huh. and then after SpongeBob goes to the era of well, then there's Avatar, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah. But those are the sort of the, like the big milestones for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But everything BS. Mm-hmm. I felt like yeah, I kind of know it. I had no idea how much I knew and loved Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. And that that one really did, really did ingrain itself on me. So when I, like a year or two ago, had a chance to talk to Craig Bartlett, maybe like two years ago, he was just starting up the Jungle movie. And it was like so crazy because I remember the cliffhanger ending right. of the show. I remember the sort of the dangling threads. And I remembered, I remembered like really liking Hey Arnold. And every time people would ask me like, well, what's your favorite Nicktoon? I'd be like, well, I really like the sweetness of Doug. Rugrats had its moments, but it wasn't something that I loved all the way through. Yeah. Like, too young for Ren and Stimpy, although that should be everybody's answer, really. Yeah. Uh, so I would always be like, I, I'm like, I guess Hey Arnold. The answer was definitely Hey Arnold. Wow. Really? I fucking love that show. It, like, moved me when I was a kid. And because it's surprisingly, it's basically the new Charlie Brown. It is sad and somber. And in the Jungle movie... Grandpa makes a joke about like, oh, that was a that was a really long sad walk there, Arnold. Yeah. Because yeah. he used to do that all the time. He used to yeah. go on these sad walks. What? Please tell us what Hey Arnold was like 
like the episodes because yeah. honestly we have no idea it was um it I was have a vague idea it was right, mostly fine. i don't want to say filler but it was mostly an episodic show about a bunch of kids living in a city neighborhood which i thought was great yeah um and it felt very random we're like th- this one episode is about how they clean up the the this yard this unused lot to make it into a baseball diamond and this episode so it was like very like kid neighborhood stuff yeah this episode's about like a talent show and this episode's about you know Whatever, whatever. The thing that they plugged into those shows is that Craig Bartlett and everybody, they didn't even realize they were doing it until years later when Craig was seeing how fans of Hey Arnold started to talk about Hey Arnold on the internet. The AV Club put out this like retrospective that Craig loved, and that mm-hmm. happened in 2012, and he still talks about it today, <laughs> where he was like, uh, we, when adult writers are talking about how great the show was, and he was like, I had no idea that one of the themes of the show is disappointment. And Craig was like... That's absolutely true, but he could never pitch that to Nickelodeon sure. back then. Like, yeah. okay, so this show's going to be full of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. So Ooh, it I was, like it. It was in there, and what the show was is it was very like this. This episode's about the the um like the uh, what's the name of those those little cars that like dads and sons build? Uh, uh, like yeah. this little box car. It's uh, not, shit. What is it? It's like a derby soapbox, soapbox so, derby soapbox car thing. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like this episode's about that, and yet there would be these episodes sprinkled throughout where it's like, oh, this one's about how Helga. F- like really feels like she's not loved by her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. This episode's about how Arnold is sad that he doesn't have a mom and dad, but he's living with his grandpa and grandma. This episode's about how uh, um, uh, Harold, the big bully kid, like falls in love with a little kitten, and then when Arnold finds the actual owner, he doesn't want to give up the cat, and and it's and then he finds out that the owner is like the old lady that he always that always yells at him, and it's and like the end of that episode was him. Hold up in his apartment, not wanting to give this cat back, and and it's a thing where he was normally a one-dimensional villain, a one-dimensional yeah. bully. But there, these little episodes where they're giving, Which and he, he's crying and he stuff. He comments and, on in the exactly. In the movie. Yeah. It's so meta. The movie's yeah. just all meta. It's very meta. I'm it's not gonna lie. Meta. I we got to that montage video, dude, and I'm just like, it's brilliant. I I felt emotions yeah. having never watched this show before, knew, <laughs> knowing any of those scenes, and I'm just like, oh, this is. Oh my God! It's four fans. Fans are gonna see this and be like, "Oh my God, it's the turtle!" The yeah. first time they and showed that was at San Diego Comic Con, and Abby and I were there, and we were sitting behind some people, some women our age that were like, at the end of that, they're like, "Oh my God, I'm crying!" Like they were talking about how they were crying because yeah. it's just, and it's such a brilliant little uh, meta thing where they, in an effort to double down on Helga being creepy and in love with Arnold and a stalker, yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Oh." And every major part of the show, she was filming it from the bushes. So funny. So that, yeah. we, can, so that we can show it to you from other angles, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that whole segment was created and or, um, storyboarded and sort of written by, uh, there's like two directors for the Jungle movie, and, and they're split into half. There's like the first half, and then when they go into the jungle, the second half. And mm-hmm. the first half was done by a guy who is our age and grew oh, wow. up with Hey Arnold. Yeah. And he is a Hey Arnold encyclopedia. So was it you? So when they developed, not me, so when <laughs> okay. they developed this... The sequence, he was the guy that was like, well, we also need this and this, this scene, and this, this scene, and this yeah. scene. And it, you know, yeah. so that's why it's very, very effective. That's cool. And also <clears throat> smart to get a guy like that to do it. Yes. <clears throat> who's essentially like doing a love letter to the show. Yeah. 
That was a job. But also making <laughs> but, yeah, show. but making the show. I rewatched um, yeah. uh, season five of Samurai Jack again last week, uh, because obviously. And that scene reminded me Same very thing. much of like when... When everybody uh, shows up? When she starts going through all of the old like groups... Yeah, he's just like he saved us. He did this. He did yeah. that. He did that. Yeah, yeah. That's another big one. That's like nostalgia's in, man. Bringing it back. Bringing uh, it back. Yeah, just uh, like this podcast. Got to get back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, back to the past. Uh, Craig Bartlett. <clears throat> I know. I don't know much about, mm-hmm. but uh, my mind. Whenever uh, I think about Hey Arnold, my mind immediately goes to a thing he wrote that I read when uh, uh, Schultz died. Yeah, um, and it was him being like. Like, hey Arnold is my tribute yep. to Charlie Brown. It's got jazz music. That's it. That's literally what it is. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was like, I feel like that was kind of my key into this into movie. The, yeah. Where I was like, oh fuck, this is yeah. Down to the music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would even say down to like the the casting of the voices, kid They're, voices. It's mm-hmm. kid voices that feel that they have that same feel to them. Absolutely. And like the very strong character games mm-hmm. that that are unique from kid to kid. Mm-hmm. It all. Like I 100% see how big of an influence the Charlie Peanuts Brown gang. was. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was really glad and surprised to see, like, not having seen the show like in depth to see like all the characters, mm-hmm. seeing the diversity in the cast too yeah. with everybody that they brought in. Absolutely, I was yeah. just like, wow, good. It's <laughs> it's nice because that's one of those bonuses of like their decision to set the show in a city. Not yeah. that suburbs yeah. can't be diverse, but like <clears throat> it's 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 painfully obvious how diverse cities are. Yeah. It, like it would be it would be stupid of them to not have made that part of the show. Yeah. And what's great is that, uh, and I would tell, I told Craig Bartlett this. I'm like, it seems like any time there is two best friends or very good friends, one of them's black, one of them's white, they've gone as Arnold and Gerald for Halloween. Like that's <laughs> that's part of you know that's part of it. And he's seen a bunch of cosplay like that and yeah. stuff. But, Listen, um, or yeah. Turk and JD from Scrubs. Or Tur- yeah, uh, that's next year exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and that's it. And those are the only per- those are the <laughs> only two black white best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Poe and Finn now. Poe and Finn. <laughs> Poe and Finn exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but Poe wants it to be a little something more. Maybe. Okay. okay. Maybe. All right. Maybe. Listen, we'll ship later. It'll be great. Uh, but no. So so back to kind of what I was saying in the beginning I had no idea how much I did remember of Hey yeah. Arnold even like some of the side characters like the tall popular girl Rhonda had an episode back in the day about like how she was throwing a cool party and then like Arnold and Gerald weren't invited mm-hmm. and some care and her or Helga wasn't invited and and then by the end of the episode Arnold was throwing another sort of party and and it, it's very like sitcom it sort of drew everybody because that was like mm-hmm. the, a, a cooler environment to be in mm-hmm. and it was less about trying to be cool and then so even Rhonda was invited and, and Arnold invited her and it was this lesson for me as a little kid of like oh that's what it is to be cool is to, uh, don't be a piece of shit basically yeah um, yeah it's a good lesson which is with the but to answer your question that's what the show was like I didn't realize how emotional it would get because for most of the show it's just like an episodic regular yeah neighborhood kids doing neighborhood kid stuff you know it would never get super epic yeah um but um this but yeah because yeah, this did. gets yeah epic. it's an action movie it's like an yeah. action comedy guys <laughs> crazy people get murdered in this oh he definitely straight up murder and most definitely. has it's one so of the funny. best lines that i've heard in a long time too which he, what is it he died the way he lived full of poison <laughs> <laughs> which i was just yeah, like that is the best way to describe a yeah. fucking supervillain and some uh, legitimate twists plot wise yes crazy yeah. uh, hold on are you talking about eduardo 
Mm-hmm. Eduardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that was okay. I'm the only one who's. You just, saw that coming. I'm looking for every. I like. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I I at first was like. Uh, Arnold is like putting a lot of trust in this stranger, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the I was happy that like the because what's his name? Gerald calls it out where he's mm-hmm. like, it's almost as if this contest was designed just for you. And <laughs> yeah. I was very happy to see that <laughs> so that was meta. the case. Yeah, absolutely. that it was oh, designed so surprised yes. to this trap This all him. is coming out yeah. right at the same time in class, right yeah. after you had this dream. It's great. And yeah, that was so funny. Alfred Molina did a great job as a villain. He oh, that's super, who it was. It was Molina? Was super fun. It was God Molina. God damn it. Holy he shit. was super very funny good. and he's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he had some really funny moments. His character yeah. was mm-hmm. super funny. Yeah. Which... He was, yeah. Uh... Sort of contrasted with how murdery yeah, he was. Yeah, hard to yeah. do evil and funny, but all of his uh, men died. It's um, <laughs> I, he, he used one as a human shield, and <laughs> he just dropped him to the side. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, and as far as the, was there another twist ending of the parents and how they showed up at the end? Was that another thing you were referring to? That it was all possibly a dream. Oh, that was a fun. Oh. one. no, that was terrifying. Yeah. That was a, yeah. That was uh, a, and, and and I actually wait. This up, wasn't a Jacob's Letter situation. I looked up where on, Arnold was dying, and then yeah. he thought that this actually if happened. You go on Twitter and, and search hashtag Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie. There are so many people that were so pissed at that, but then relieved that it wasn't the case. Yeah, because they were t- live tweeting it as they're watching <clears> it, where they're like, they were like, I was about to fucking burn Nickelodeon to the ground if this had been a dream because <laughs> they were so the fuck invested. Would it, yeah. They're not gonna do that to you. They were but like, there's a moment where I <clears throat> where I buy that it could all be a dream because <clears throat> even <clears throat> though I'm not familiar with the original show, I know that it that it's a fucking bonkers thing for them to go have an adventure in oh, the jungle. Oh, for sure. You know for what sure. I mean? Well, it I is, mean, they had the dream at the beginning, and I'm just like, yeah. okay. Like they're not gonna do that. I didn't. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not gonna do that again. Yeah, and that Arnold dreaming thing. Mm-hmm. When I watched the movie, so I watched the movie and then I started to. Um, well, actually, I had been. I've been rewatching the show because it's all on Hulu, mm-hmm. and I highly Ooh. recommend doing it. Ooh. Five seasons. I'm gonna find that AV Club list. Yeah, that's a good one. Start there with like yeah. the ten best or whatever. Um, but even just going through the first season, I didn't think that so many of the best episodes were going to be in that season, but they are. Um. It's like when you go and revisit Simpsons, you just assume like, oh, it doesn't get good until season four. Listen, the first season still had some really it great... It has a lot of classics. A lot of classics that yeah. people forget. I've and been season two is like, damn, there's some great episodes in it's that. It's not true about Simpsons. I've been going through those slowly, yeah. and yeah, I'm surprised, it's, I'm surprised at how, like, I want to say organic the first couple seasons feel yes. like it feels mm-hmm. more conversational and less jokey. Yes. Yeah. And like, and then when it became so brilliant, they were like, well, we're brilliant. So we yeah. have to always be. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. It's very interesting. So I think Arnold is kind of like that. And even though it's crazy bonkers that they went on this big adventure, I think Craig Bartlett was saying that he was kind of worried that like, he was kind of worried about that. I think maybe about how it would be perceived, but I told him the show, even from the beginning, from his earliest season one, has these weird little sort of supernatural moments. There's an episode where they talk about, uh, and there are urban legends throughout all of Hey Arnold, and mm. it's always introduced by the one kid who throws it over to Gerald because he's the keeper of all of the lore, right? Mm-hmm. So Gerald, and he does it in the movie where he explains like Arnold is this, Arnold is that. Yeah. He will have a lore for every. Like situation. urban legend in the yeah. in the show, so there's one where they talk about like a haunted subway train, and so all the kids decide to actually go on it, and they accidentally get on this train that they don't that they that they smell some sort of an evil brimstone thing. They see, they hear things, and it ends up the twist is that it accidentally accidentally like goes to they accidentally gone to a train that goes to like where the steel workers get picked up. So that's what they were like smelling, and they go to like the steel mill, and then the workers send the kids back. But at the very very end of the episode. 
one of the kids um, somewhere else in the city on the outskirts is seen sitting on a on a fence, and then like an actual haunted train goes by. So it's one of those things where it's like, sure, sure, right? You're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, uh, there are, there is kind of some magic yeah. in in the world of Hey Arnold. Um, but a lot of it is kind of seen through the eyes of a kid. So it is sort of like, is it real or is it yeah, not? Yeah, and it's not afraid to get like very heightened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like the, uh, like, what's his name? Oh, his Arnold? name is just Monkey Man. Oh, Monkey Man. Yeah, <laughs> like Monkey Man. Yeah. Monkey Man is yeah. a pretty heightened weirdo. Voiced by Craig Bartlett. Yep. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty sad way for that whole sequence to end where everything yeah. got destroyed. Yeah. Um, Do you guys remember Pigeon Man? That no. that aspect of Hey Arnold. So in, I saw in, the, the, like, in the montage, yeah, he's, I saw he's, him. He, he's in recording France? himself from like uh, Notre Dame mm-hmm. in France, and he's like, "Arnold, save my life," or whatever he says. Or Thanks, he Arnold. Help me learn how to fly. He helped me, or learn he how got to me fly. out of the cage. He got me out of the cage. The Hey Arnold episode that that's referring to is an episode where there's an urban legend of the Pigeon Man, and the kids are afraid of him. And Arnold actually goes to befriend him, and he's just this like sort of loner guy up on a roof. And at the end of the episode. When people learn um, about the uh, like the kids like learn about what he's doing or what his deal is or whatever, a mob of people and kids go up and like mash all of his cages and set all the birds free, and so he gets like found out and he just wanted to be left alone sort of thing. So he's like, I gotta leave Arnold, and it's really sad. And yeah. you're like, what? And what happens is he hold and, and and Arnold's like, no, no, the pigeons will come back. He goes, I know, but it won't be the same, and people don't want me here, sort of a thing. So he like puts his hands up. All these birds come and pick him up, and he flies away. <laughs> and P- and for years, P- like eventually, when the internet happened, people were like, "Wait, did he commit suicide? <laughs> is this like radio flyer? Is this like an ending where it's like when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, he flew away, but as you get older, you're like, that's so fucked up. Did he just like jump? You know what I mean? And Arnold saw this guy yeah. sort of give up. Wait, hold on. It's a weird like. It's but that's one of those weird little magical. Like, yeah. I was, it, I'd call it magical funny. realism. That's what it is. Where like you don't need an explanation. Exactly. It just. It just feels like a potent yes. thing to, to see and happen. And they thought it was funny, and that's why they ended that episode back in the day. But then, like, a bunch of people online were happy to see Pigeon Man come back in the movie because, like, oh, he didn't die. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> this confirms that, like, there was magic realism. It was just, just a long flight to... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a legitimate question. Yeah. That kid didn't kill himself at the end of Radio Flyer, right? He got away. Everything was fine, right? I Okay. So what I love about the Jungle movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, uh, I just I realized I haven't watched yeah. Radio Flyer since I was a kid. It. Okay. It's am- it's amazing. Uh, it's heartbreaking, and that's the that is a movie where as a kid I thought he did escape, uh, and as I got older I went. Tom Hanks as a young kid and his mom were sending themselves letters to cope because his, Tom Hanks' son asks, "Hey, is that where we got the turtle?" And Tom Hanks is like, "Yeah, that's where we got him." Oh God. Uh, oh boy. So hey Arnold, <laughs> Sorry, let's talk about um, so, uh, anything hey, uh, else, please. <laughs> just the, get me uh, out of my childhood. That made me think of the maybe just because it's more winged creatures, but mm-hmm. the like the visual of the purple butterflies leaving all of the parents when they wake up. Yeah. Uh feels like the same sort of like Yep. Uh like not heavy-handed visual symbolism. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this does keep well. Those parents alive. It's a magical like, sleeping disease. It's a sleeping <laughs> disease. They're all in a coma. I don't know. I get that. But it were they like shoving papaya in their faces to keep them I don't know. nourished? Were they pooping? And I don't know. I don't know how comas work, to, also, be, to be honest. Also, I don't know how... they were all babies. Like, if they're all, like, 
We're true. Pooping. Ten-year-olds. Will you ask your, well, no, no, your no. boy? Because mm, ask your boy Craig if they're I will. pooping. I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, find out about the people pooping. on comas are hooked up to like IVs and things. Yeah, right? yeah. and they're like fed and they're you know kept alive. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. A good question. Can you also it, check with your friends at the CW at how people pooped inside of those cells on uh, the Flash? Flash? Sure, yeah, I'll find okay, out. Okay, thank you. We're I've, starting another podcast called uh, "Did They Poop?" Did they? Yeah, poop? yeah. That's a great question. It's gonna be James Bond. Did he ever poop? Did he poop? We're watching all the James Bond movies to get to the bottom of it. Definitely gonna get into. That. It's okay. just nice to know mm. that your heroes poop. Are yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> I love it. So this pig that eats bacon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We really need to talk about that. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> is it crazy? Uh, I watched it happen. I was like, that's not bacon, though. What is that? And then it was it's bacon. Uh, it was I'm bacon. very scared by that. Um, I think it's really weird and funny, and that's a, just a cartoony thing. The whole weird. bit with uh, with uh, Abner's the pig's name, right? Yeah. When Abner, also voiced by Craig Bartlett, amazing, comes back from. The, uh, Tells the South story. American, and, and, and like the whole time in his little montage, the grandma's like, uh-huh, huh? Uh-huh. No way. I don't believe it. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was so She funny. says some very funny, specific yes. things. Like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Can we also talk about one other thing? Yeah. Uh, does she have dementia at yes. the end of this? Hinted at okay. that. Okay. Watch the, the show. At the end of it or during the show? During. Okay. It's That's another thing. you got to watch her own. I was going to say that's a very sad way to end it where two, it's revealed that she now has dementia. No, not now has. From okay. the beginning of the show, two things are happening. Number one, Helga Pataki's mom is hinted at being an alcoholic because she's always making God smoothies. Damn, this show. And it's something I didn't notice as a kid. Is that why she's you, passed out on the... Yes. And oh she's my always God. passed out and she's always making smoothies and she's always sort of like... Just aloof and, and not totally awares, okay? Second thing is um, uh, Arnold's grandmother definitely is hinted at, at at being not all there. Certain episodes will sort of break that rule. In the episode where Arnold gets mugged, he just like, you know, a guy like, give me your money at the beginning. And then because they live in a city. Uh, in that episode, Craig Bartlett, which is in season one, decided, and this one we're going to have uh, the grandma be completely like aware. And she's going to like train him how to fight. So that's sort of the one, you know, so like if the story depends on it, like when the parents need to go save the kids, they're all of a sudden sober right. and aware. But generally speaking, that's what that show hints at. And it's, uh, it's really sad. But There seems you know. to be a theme of like uh, young people's relationship with older people. Yes, and like. how it affects young people. Because again, maybe they kind of did this on Rugrats, maybe not, but like Angelica's a bully. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how we can get too much into like the the psychology of like a toddler's relationships with her parents. But you yeah. can still see how where she how she is the way she is because of how her parents are portrayed. Helga is a bully at first in the same way that Harold, the one dimensional bully, is. Right. Eventually, we get to meet Harold's mom and dad. Eventually, we get to meet Helga's mom and dad, and um, Mr. Pataki, the Beeper King, which is another great meta thing that his business <laughs> that is going is, yeah. his, his business is going out of business. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, they are totally, you get to see why Helga takes her frustrations out on being a bully and on kids and on Arnold, you know, because she feels like she can't live up to her perfect sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, she feels like her mom isn't checked in and her dad as well is not like he, and, and anytime she tries to open mm-hmm. up, like it's, you know, so. Well, that's they in did there go in, to rescue Olga. They did. And they're like, oh yeah, and Helga. Right. Um, that's God, God, also it's so fucked. <laughs> it's funny, but it's fucked it's up. It's funny. Yeah. Um, Helga. Jesus Christ. I think Helga's my favorite. She's amazing. I think that, like, I don't know. She's my favorite. I too. can only assume that her character evolved over the seasons of Hey Arnold, but yes. like where we're at now in this movie, it's such a crystal clear character game that is heightened to an absurd degree, but grounded in something very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, 
I very much appreciate that. Yeah. Because they blow it the fuck out of the water yeah, with yeah, her yeah. like language getting so flowery when she yeah. is talking about great. how much she loves him. I it's liked great. it a lot. It's yeah, hey, I think it's great. What's up with that nerdy kid who loves her? Brain, Brainy? <laughs> That's another yeah. yeah. Any got crazy with that pipe. Anytime Helga Pataki would go on one of her little like Arnold soliloquies, the joke was that Brainy would show up and start kind of breathing heavy and then she would backhand him in the face. So the movie just leans into that and goes, the moment where they're at their lowest lows and Helga throws away this locket. Brainy's going to abandon the group, jump into the river to go find it and put it together because Brainy loves her. That yeah. whole scene. And that ended up being the key at the end. It's like, oh, you need to do that. You need to use that to unlock the yeah. thing. And it was so symbolic of Helga sort of giving up her heart and <clears throat> Arnold like recognizing it. La, 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 la. But it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. So it worked. much happened in that scene. Just seeing mm-hmm. uh, the pig jump overboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just... Arnold being told to hide and give up his friends, <laughs> like for no reason. Oh, Seeing yeah. that kid jump overboard too, mm-hmm. so much went crazy. Yeah, at that point. Um, yeah, this movie is insane. It's super. It's, crazy. it's super fun, and it, it makes me like want to know more about Hey Arnold. Originally, back in the day, the plan was to do the movie um, and release it theatrically, and then also do like a made-for-TV special that was Arnold and his friends save the neighborhood from like land development. Yeah. Mm. Somewhere along the line, because I think maybe they had success with the Rugrats movie or something, Nickelodeon slash Paramount was like, okay, take that um, made-for-TV movie, and we're also going to release it theatrically, because why not? Yeah. And I don't think they... I think maybe they got a little bit more of a budget, but it was still like full frame. It wasn't like a widescreen thing, oh, I'm pretty weird. sure. It was definitely a made-for-TV movie up on the big screen. Yeah. Craig Bartlett and everybody at the time said... Movie critics did not like that, so they sort of tore it apart. It did not make money. And because it didn't make money, uh, they didn't get to do the second one. They were further along on that movie than the Jungle one. Mm. So because of that and the show was ending, they're like, okay, we're not doing the Jungle movie. And Craig was like, but wait, I did we have this cliffhanger, cliffhanger ending. Yeah. I was going to say, that's pretty ballsy to like, end very it that ballsy. way. And Craig yeah. joked, he's joked about it. He's <clears> like, he made that cliffhanger to be like, come on, Paramount don't let us make this movie because look at the, and he was like, ultimately it didn't matter. Like I didn't matter. My voice didn't matter. That's how the business works, you know? Yep. And he was real, and he was real bummed. Ugh, that's the fucking worst. And the other thing that's really funny is that I think he originally planned to have Arnold's parents not be alive. I, I felt like that was what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there was a part of me yeah. who wondered uh, yes. if that was going to be the case. And again, if his plan was to do this, um, because his whole idea was like, why would these parents not contact Arnold after 10 years or whatever, right? Unfortunately, disappointment, part of the show, mm-hmm. part of the tragedy of being alive is he have to deal with stuff like that. His parents are going to be dead. And he wanted to have that release soon after the show, right? Mm-hmm. As kind of a bittersweet ending, I guess. But the fact that it had been 15, 20 years, he said that it, 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 they made it so that they went back to the story. And they used so much of the original story, even like storyboards and some, you know, the oh, script wow. and just updated things here and there. Mm-hmm. But they, they looked at it and they were like, it's been so long. We need we a happy ending. We need a happy, yeah. yeah. So they found yeah. a way to, and he said that he never in, included, he never intended to, because um, back in the day, if you watch the, the episode called The Journal, which is the cliffhanger, Arnold's missionary parents, they go and they do help with something like, uh, they do help with a sleeping disease. Yeah. yeah. Craig Bartlett and everybody never put two and two together be like, oh, that's what they suffered from. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, oh, that's they funny. Didn't, yeah, but like a lot of fans didn't put that together. They're like, <clears throat> of course, that was well, that, yeah. the sleeping disease thing has been teased back then. So that's crazy. Hearing it this way, well, watching it this way, I assumed that they, the disease, had, something had gone sure. wrong and they had suffered right. from the disease. If we were, or that they had been dead because, uh, 
they hadn't been back in nine years. Yeah. Um, I just realized if we were smarter, we would have also watched the journal two-parter uh, leading up to that. In theory, like didn't. well, I didn't know. Well, I mean, I didn't <laughs> if we were smarter, a, we would. I didn't think it was a cliffhanger, like because it was, cause a it was the series finale. That's right. why I'm just like, it's rare for a cartoon in that way. <clears> but yeah. here's the thing: now that you guys have seen this, the other big revelatory thing was that for the whole series, they never revealed Arnold's last name. And in this movie, that's why they pause when... I, oh, God, yeah, that's short what man? I, that's yeah. what I figured during that moment. Yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just a running gag. Nope. <laughs> but, uh, the, the gag is that uh, people that were watching the movie were tweeting, they're like, oh, my God, his last name is short man. And this entire, t- this entire time, They've been calling years, him by his last name. That's what the grandpa calls him. Yeah. Hey, short man, all the time. And we just thought he was... Saying, hey, shorty. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, so the fun for you that's is... That's awesome. You can... And I was telling people this, too. I was like, watch the Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie on like the Thanksgiving break, and then immediately with your family, just start, start episode one on Hulu. Ooh. And to watch the whole show knowing sort of where it ends and to, and to kind of see what... Um, and I think it, it's so fun. How many seasons is it? Five. Okay. Yeah. Just like 20 episodes a season. They got watch like it all on Thanksgiving. Episodes. That's awesome. That's kind of what I wanted, yeah. <clears throat> but still, you know, I'm making, I'm in season two right now. I'm making my way through it. So you're getting there. It's great. It's uh, really great. Wow. I like with the, with the parents coming back. I mean, first of all, having mm-hmm. them be dead would have been pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but that being said, now that they are back, yeah. I do like that it's a sweet reunion, but, and like, and all of it does feel, uh, Earn. good and happy, but yeah. at the same time, they're just the slightest hints of like this is going to be an adjustment. Yes, exactly. These parents yeah. like are basically <laughs> dumb puppies following yep. Arnold around, yeah. and he has so to be sad. like, yeah. "I go to school now." Yeah. It's like we missed you, yeah. so we followed you out of the door. It's like sweet and also a happy ending, but mm-hmm. also again, like it's a heightened version of a very grounded emotional truth of like. They're, they've got some shit to deal with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mom and Dad, you have to go get a job now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to, you know. Um, no, yeah, we're and, gonna and go and volunteer. They're like, more. oh, right, it's the first day of school. School. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't in, you're not an infant anymore. Exactly. They've also, never seen him go to school. Also, as soon as they see him, too, they're just like, Arnold? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, Arnold, which I thought was a good. It was so sad, so yeah. sweet. Where they went, hey, Arnold. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, it's but stuff. yeah, um, seeing that, I'm just like, how do they know what he looks like? Because it's your son. He does have a football you know. head, so I guess that yeah. does make that John, tracks. if you had an infant baby right now, oh. this is this is the truth of stories. If you had an infant baby, you'd be dreaming somebody of, just like somebody uh, from the future took him away from you, kiddo and, from and raised him <laughs> in an alternate future, and mm-hmm. then he arrived as a sixty-year-old man. You'd recognize him. You'd look in his eyes and be like, "That's my son." And that's the truth of stories. That's right. the reality we have to believe. It's just like Looper. I also <laughs> like what I assume is the justification for his tiny hat, which is that yeah. they yeah, it gave, it's baby. his baby yeah. hat. That was a great episode. There's an episode about that. Oh, really? There's an episode in the show that explains the origins of his hat and why it's, I guess, tiny that his mom and dad did give it to him. That's why he cares so much. He yeah. loses it in Helga. Or no, Helga somehow like gets it, puts it on her shrine at her house. Her mom throws out all that shit. Helga has to go to the dump and like get Arnold's hat. Hell yeah. so, right? Helga. Um, <laughs> her little bat cave also it's great. blew me away and confused me so much mm-hmm. that I'm just like, did this exist? How, what's going on? I don't think it did, but I love it. That she's got like a Dexter's Lab closet <laughs> yeah. of like surveillance technology. Yeah. She but, has a but, pulley system set up in I there. That, okay. But All to right. go back to uh, uh, it's what good. David was saying about the ending, how like it's, it feels like closure, but it's also still. They purposely Leaving set it, it up to be like, if the show did well, if the movie does well enough, 
Nickelodeon would bring it back for a sixth season. Whoa. And, and the adjustment would be all the characters are a year older. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain characters are Sixth back grade. from the dead, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll move forward and see what we can see what we can do. That's so, cool. That I mean, awesome. yeah, there's certainly good. Plenty, plenty more to, to deal with and to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that it'd be great. Would, that'd be cool. And the show just looked so good. So like that old. Uh, can, hold on, I need, I need to critique that. Yeah. I, that <laughs> um, that. CGI uh, scene where they show like the entire hidden city. Oh yeah, very much like it was a commercial for Nickelodeon (laughs) in 1992, (laughs) where it's just like, look at this amazing CG that we've created before CG's a thing. Yeah, Uh, it felt it felt off to me because I was already. Loving the animation. Loving the crap out of the background paintings. The backgrounds are so good. Especially in the jungle. They like really go for it. And the color design is beautiful. And so then for there to be a reveal of like Like this massive CG structure, my brain was like, that doesn't, what? (laughs) It's like, hey, it worked in Avatar occasionally. Let's do it with less money and it'll look very bad. Yeah, it's always tough. Um, Um, Whenever I say like direct-to-video, like, DC superhero things, and there'll be like a CG car or plane. Yes, you can always tell right away. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, you can always tell, but I'm like, you guys did it good enough in the 90s. Like, just, you know, just keep hand drawing them. Yeah. I get it that it's like super easier now, and it's kind of a great shortcut, and you can do camera angle things. And like, the the temple had that 360 shot. Yes. I'm like, yes, this would be very hard to animate by hand. I get it. Just show snippets. Just give us a wide angle. I think for vehicles, it's not like a difficulty thing. I think it's a money thing. It's a money thing. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it's like, yeah, why, you know, it doesn't have to be an organic thing. You it's design like it once. CG it once and, and from any angle. Yeah. I get it. But still, it's always so jarring when Batman's well, driving a it. CG thing, but yeah. he's like a hand-drawn oh, thing. I was going to bring up uh, Mask of the Phantasm mm. because that was the same type of thing where they thought it was going to be for TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their response was to just sort of like hope for the best when they, uh, mm-hmm. to, to like, Basically, cut off the top and bottom to make to it widescreen. Wide yeah, um, yeah. which sounds like if I were an artist working on that show, I would be devastated. It's, it's that's cra- that's a crazy. So risk. I think it's like a ballsy, yeah. cool thing for him to for them to do to be like the show exists mm-hmm. in full frame. So it's full, full frame. frame yeah. So that's how we're doing the movie for sure. And but and and yeah, it was and the jungle movie was is not full frame. It's like new whatever the new standard that's is. A good question. I don't know what it was. It's whatever the new standard is for TVs. There is a new standard mm-hmm. where Nickelodeon makes their shows that way. And when I first time I got to see the jungle movie, I actually had to got I got a chance to see it at Nickelodeon in their super nice theater. So it was like perfectly mixed. They have a roof ceiling that is a ceiling that is like has all these little stars on it. Sure. So at the end of the movie when it like pans away, it like blended in. I was like this is so <laughs> great. And I got to see it like two seats away from Craig Bartlett. That's amazing. Which is amazing. And That's great. people were tearing up and you know and it's just it's so it is it, it is similar to Samurai Jack. Toy Story 3, these things of like waiting 20 years and then it comes back. Yeah. You know? Um, Speaking of the full yeah. frame, you and I went and saw Samurai Jack in mm-hmm. theater. I was sad that that was in full screen. Instead of widescreen? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's how it was. Yeah. And it's like if they cut it off, it would have been this. Yeah. And we would have missed, I don't know, the dogs wagging their tails at some point. I don't know. But They, um, they yeah. arbitrarily <clears throat> uh, cut off the top and bottom of every Simpsons episode when they mm. when they put them all up on the like the FX like really? every Simpsons oh, every, God. yeah and oh. people got pissed yeah cuz they realized. responded yeah and they and they they changed it <clears throat> so that it was just on the sides yeah yeah i agree that's what you got to do yeah. yeah because it was ruining visual jokes 
Yeah. It was like cutting off text that you were supposed yeah. to read. It was, oh, that it was would make me so mad. Making no sense. Yeah. That would make me so mad. When I went to go see the Justice League movie, the theater was so shittily set up that like it cut off those subtitles anytime Russian characters were oh, speaking. No. Like so I saw half of the subtitle. We could still kind of read That's it, a but bad it was theater. Like, yeah, man. Call them out. Who was this? It was AMC. Fucking AMC. Burbank 16. You know what you did. Although right now there's a really cool I'm sure that uh, really commercial the that AMC plays that features Heather Woodward. Okay, Ooh, great. <laughs> nice. I like a lot of what AMC does, but when that happened, I was like, come on. That's God, bad. I know this is a little theater off to the side, but still. Uh, I'm sure that's what ruined Justice nice. League. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was the one thing wrong with that Justice League. But honestly, uh, okay, let's be honest. Uh, AMC Burbank is my theater, like my go-to. Okay. Sorry um, to offend you. No, it's fine. Like, they've messed up a lot. <laughs> they legitimately have. Who knew um, the most offensive? They have alcohol now, so. Yeah. They do? Yeah, man. Every theater's that doing that now. Fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's great. I'm not okay with their new, like, IMAX theater that's on the opposite side of their original IMAX theater that has oh. the shitty seats. Oh. Like, non-automated ones where you have, it, like, you just push back and it's just like a oh, sure. floppy recliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, also, they have a <clears throat> uh, chicken and waffle sandwich now. <coughs> Oh, chicken, is that? chicken sandwich <clears throat> in a waffle. I've it's been crappy but delicious. Yeah. It's like not good quality, but I'm like, this is cool. See, yeah. I keep <laughs> getting tempted to try it, and then I'm Do just it. like, oh, fuck it. Mozzarella sticks Do it, are man. right here. What else are you going to get? Get a chicken waffle mozzarella- sandwich and sit in a floppy chair. Yeah. <laughs> Their mozzarella sticks are really good. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, they are. Yeah, they're good. Um, We're starting another podcast where we rate AMC mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. It's called <laughs> AMC Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I am very tempted because I'm from Chicago and it's like our thing to have done like uh, caramel popcorn and like mm. cheese popcorn and they've got that now. Ooh. And I'm just like, Ooh, I'm waiting to get nostalgic. Try it out. Try Anywhere it out. I go, I, if they have fish tacos on the menu, mm-hmm. I have to try it because I'm like, well, really? I'm from San Diego, which is the birthplace of Rubio's fish tacos, which stole the invention of the fish taco from San Felipe, Mexico. Mexico. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I feel very close to the origins of this, even though I'm, I wasn't not growing up in the 70s, so yeah. not really. <laughs> but I still like to try it out. I mean, I've so, got yeah. to try a turkey club wherever I go because that's nice. my favorite sandwich. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I need to see if they do it better than everybody else. Okay. I don't that's have, fair. I don't have one of those, you guys. Jack of all I don't trades. Have a go-to. Jack of all trades. What can I say? I eat food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Any uh, other questions about Harold, the I, Jungle I'm movie? I'm looking at my notes that I barely referred to during this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, How the many pages? Abraham Lincoln, Frida Kahlo joke. <laughs> so funny. It was so fucking Maybe good. the best joke in the whole movie. It was amazing. Uh, that top- joke- topical because watching Coco recently yeah. uh, yes. was great. Frida's in it. And look, this isn't yeah. our other podcast, the Coco cast, yeah. but I would love to get into that. <laughs> We're recording right after this, though. Uh, Obviously. I, <clears throat> I enjoyed it while it was happening, and then I thought about it more, and I feel weird about Frida Kahlo in Coco. I like it. You like it. I like uh, it. I'm into it. I thought it was fine. I mean, it was yeah. a throwaway. I knew nothing about Frida except for her unibrow. Um, mm-hmm. So seeing... So seeing now I have the a, weird art, you were like, the fuck is this? I'm just like, yeah. now I'm just going to associate this with Frida. It's, so I will great. say this. It's a little weird to... Because um, I forgot she was in it. Like, Frida Kahlo was in it. So it's a little weird to have um, uh, Gael Garcia's character in the beginning... Hector make a Frida joke where he's dressed as Frida Kahlo, yeah. and I was like, "Well, no, that's Ooh, why. Pixar. Are you uh, are you gonna are you gonna follow up on this?" But the yeah. fact that yeah. she shows up later, I was like, "Okay, now it's okay. Okay, that yeah, he makes no. this sort sort of like that's interesting, maybe insensitive joke." I was confused at why yeah. he was dressed like Frida, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, he knows the person who is he, dressing he knows Frida." Her. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Okay, is, yeah, I do <laughs> like that." Funny. I felt weird about it because. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it, making it, fun of her? It felt, yeah, it felt okay. ironic that this is a movie about uh, respecting the dead, sure, and sure. yet Frida's <clears throat> just like kind of a caricature of yeah. who Frida was yeah. in real life. Yeah, um, that felt weird to me. Sure, like I, uh, I think ultimately it's not a bad thing if this gets kids to ask who is Frida Kahlo. For sure, and I that's didn't even very think cool. about that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it felt. It felt weird to me that, like, because, again, yeah, it's a movie about uh, respecting the dead and respecting Mexican culture and, like, and like yeah, who these people were in their life and, and honoring that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Frida Kahlo would have wanted this. Mm. Unless the whole movie was on fire, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, with, like, ants crawling everywhere. I, I thought for a second, too, that, um, that uh, Sama Hayek voiced her. Because Salma Ooh. Hayek played her in the in the, in the Freedom movie, yeah. which I thought was a really been great. good movie. Um, but then I was like, "Oh, that's great that Salma." Wait, no, she's not voicing her; it's somebody else. I almost feel like it would have been better if she had done if it. she had voiced it, because it would have been like, "Hey, you were very close to Frida Kahlo. Yeah, you played her in a film. You have done your research. You you lit, you're a Mexican actress. You're super famous, Selma, We're Pixar. We don't want to fuck this up. Would you like to?" Voice this character slash give us notes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like if Selma had voiced her, it would have been an even more of a, hey, Selma, not that you knew Frida Kahlo, but like... Ground if, this for us Yes, if anybody in the world could have said Frida would have been okay with this appearance in an animated movie. Yeah. Hollywood actress Selma Hayek maybe would have been that person. Yeah, I feel the same way, but I feel like every time Gandhi is around, it should be Ben Kingsley. <laughs> um, I'm not mad about that either. <laughs> no, that sounds great. But like with Frida, there's other um, Mexican celebrities that make cameos in the movie mm-hmm. that are super blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Michael Giacchino, who did the score, is in the orchestra pit as, as a skeleton. So oh, that's, that's supposed funny. to be, that's Giacchino when he like breaks the thing when he doesn't oh, want to keep oh, nice. playing for Ernesto de la Cruz. I like that. But um, there is a famous Mexican DJ who's in the movie he was when the they get who, to at bounce, the party. Because they cut to him for a second. There is a famous Mexican wrestler called El Santo, I think yeah. is his name, yes. the, who takes the a picture a, with the guy and takes yeah. his head off. Yeah. And then there's in the background of uh, Ernesto de la Cruz's party a bunch of Mexican actors and uh, painters, I think, and other like Mexican celebrities that, uh, that are, are famous are and are now currently pa- dead, oh, who oh, are okay. uh, passed away. Say, they're all alive and they're uh, they, drawn as dead. <laughs> all of those cameos, it's like you couldn't do that and not have a Frida cameo. Yeah. Sure. In any case, I'm like, so it's cool that Frida was in the movie, but the fact that she got, and I, f- I feel like out of all of the celebrities, the fact that she was a, a character that furthered the plot I like that it was Frida that was sort of picked to be that person. But you're not wrong that it does feel like she is a bit of a joke. Because her art is so over the top. Yeah. When she's like, this thing is on fire. And then all of these are me. But, you know, it seems like it's kind of making fun. It kind of makes sense, though. Because she is sort of on the fringe of, like, being more of a strange artist. Absolutely. And he feels like art is that strange to him. Who, the uh, little kid? Miguel. Miguel? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean... And it feels good that, like, somebody who's as weird as her is just like, oh, you need to do this, too, so I'm going to help out. Yeah, like an um, artist recognizing yeah. an artist. Totally get that. I dig mm-hmm. that. I think that in that little scene, there is still a... Because to any outsider, that sort of art is, of course, going to be weird and funny, right. but it's played for laughs. Yeah. But then I think later when she shows up in the movie, 
it's it's much more serious, I guess, because she because she's like because they're doing the the maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm when to they're remember I think when, when Frida's doing her thing on the Ernesto de la Cruz party stage, yeah. there is a shot of the audience where they're a little bit like, "What the fuck is this?" Which yeah. is still a bit of a joke. Of they like, loved yeah, it. They loved it. it though. But did they did they yeah, love no. it? I don't remember. Yeah, no. As yeah. soon as the as gotta go like, to my closest AMC they, and see Coco yeah. again. I've, like from I saw it the second time and oh you uh, did yeah I saw it twice and I saw. Like everybody crawls out, everybody's like, mm-hmm. "What is going on?" And then as soon as the fire happens, everybody gets all like, "Ooh!" And just that's like, true. They go ooh, uh, excited ooh. about it. Um, so it's a you know, it's yeah. People it's love little, fire. Um, I get it. I would be really interested to see if um, listen up, internet. Somebody do your due diligence. Go find out from the Frida Kahlo estate. Yeah. Get a get a quote because I would love to know how they feel about yeah her. In I Coco. would be interested. Should we yeah. reach out Whether to Selma? Disrespectful. Selma. <laughs> Selma's not the estate. Yeah, Selma, if you're listening, but, um, I wonder if Selma, how do you feel about this? Coco. Like, I'm curious. Like, talk yeah. to every Mexican actor. I want to hear from them. Yeah, you know what basically. I mean? like, um, yeah, I'm. Well, I'm, we'll get I'm on curious. it. We'll I would love it if Selma. Asking. I would be okay with it if Selma was like, "I loved it. It was great. <laughs> they should have asked me to voice her." Then I'd be like, "Cool. Then we're yeah. then we're good." But yeah. if she was, if but if she's saying what you're saying, David, where she would be like, mm, "That didn't sit yeah. right with me." I'd be like, "All right, you got a point." I also realize I'm bringing this up, and I wrote. Uh, spank where we brutally made fun of Vincent Van Gogh <laughs> for a full half hour. No, well, fuck him. Uh, fuck that guy. Take, take yeah. him down a peg. <laughs> he can't hear it. Ooh. Mm. I was about to say the same joke. <laughs> I. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, there was just a high five at the table. Yeah. There was and a high five. For those of you listening at home, mental illness is a real thing. Go, please go. Like, get some yeah, help. Get some and help. Like, we fine. want you to be okay and you know, talk to people. It's okay. Uh, We're here for you. <laughs> Everybody has their stuff. They do. They do. Anyway, uh, Hair on the Jungle movie. I yeah. loved it. See it. See so, Coco. And and you guys said at the very beginning, you still think it worked without I, watching the show. I do. I, okay. There were moments like that montage where I was like, this would obviously be more impactful if I got these references. That being yeah. said, it still worked. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm almost 34, and I don't have a child, and I teared up at the montage, and I've never seen this show <laughs> Well, there before. we go. Work. Um, it worked. So I have to go to therapy because I have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that I need mm-hmm. to work through. Um, you know what the solution is? Have you a child. Just adopt a kid. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Put no. it all on them. I want to be that creepy. Sh- share all your nerdy stuff with the kid. Oh, it's so all nice to have given up at 34. Be like, like why, why is everybody talking about Hey Arnold right now? Yeah. What's going on? People are coming in like, hey, I need to talk to you this week. Here's what happened. <laughs> a lot of jungle movie. Yes. Uh, a lot of wounds. Open back up. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, I think we covered why you think this is one of the most important movies of 2017. Uh, for me personally. For you personally. Absolutely. Um, um, I also just think it's just a really good feat of um, made-for-TV movie making. Like, as far mm-hmm. as the cartoon goes, I thought it was... They pulled it the, off. I thought the script was really good and really funny. Yeah. yeah. The voice acting, great. The artistry, great. And I like that style. Mm-hmm. Rugrats is something that I'm, I'm always mixed on. I think it's ugly but appealing at the same time. Yeah. You know? It um, feels like a sketch. That's the perfect way to summarize the Klasky Chupo the, aesthetic. All of Klasky Chupo. It's like, this ugly, is ugly, but, but I'm, I'm going to look at it some yeah. more. Our yeah. real monster's ugly, man. He's got yeah. like uh, armpit hair holding his eyes, I but I love, like it. I do at least love that. that makes sense because they're monsters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the babies don't look that much different from no, our real they monsters. Don't. They're no. all, you know. No. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's also always holding eyes. Yeah, I don't think that I. I don't 
think that I ever thought of Hey Arnold as like an aesthetically pleasing show. But it is because we didn't but watch it. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that too. Yeah. And, the, and the cleanness of the movie too remind me of like the Simpsons movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you're just like on a movie budget, these characters really do feel solid. It did feel like the that, way yeah. that these hand drawn characters can move around in 3D space, and you're like they feel like little yeah. you know just like solid characters, which yeah. I love. That's why I lo- that's why I prefer the Simpsons, and I don't like a lot of. Um, uh, King of the Hill, Mike Judge stuff. Other than Daria, which is clean. Daria is yes. real clean and appealing. Mm-hmm. But like King of the Hill, I'm like, that's too ugly. Yeah. I can't. I can't get into it. It's a great show. I cannot yeah. get into it. I have a very hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get into Archer. Really? Mm-hmm. But that's a very clean looking show, though. It gets there. <sighs> But is it's, it a? It's tough to start out because it's very like it's that style of like low budget Adult Swim paper cut out sort of you know Frisky yeah. Dingo like bar- oh, barely fris- it's not it's barely animated yeah. yeah start watching Frisky Dingo just it's like two watch. seasons right yeah it's two seasons it. it's okay uh, and there are a couple episodes of okay. the ex- <laughs> uh, there are a couple episodes of the Exticles too they got their own little spinoff oh cool. um, and it's a good way like watching that I'm just like it made me want to watch Archer oh yeah more. Archer's a better version of that. Uh, watch yeah. the first like five seasons of Archer. I like I I like intellectually understand that it is a funny good show. Yes, but it's hard for me to look at it in, okay. in that first season. So mm-hmm. I have yet to like get keep at it. it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, Arnold, great, great character. great. Watch it, guys. Uh, yeah, and watch Coco. I'm gonna keep. Oh yeah, playing sure. that Thank Coco you for your great. Facebook status that led us to Dude. watching this, this movie. Whole episode. Is like, That's so cool. <laughs> is yeah. I guess how this. Did happened. you watch the trailer that I posted too? Because I because I, I, so. I said that post, but then put the link that was like their third. I don't think I saw this post. This is all. I didn't watch the, the trailer. The for trailer it. was like cut like a movie trailer, and it like of got course. me so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so amazing. Great. It was, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer, but I didn't need to. I wanted to go in like your explanation for it was just like. I just want to see this how it yeah. is. So and I mean, that's the same thing happened to me with this year with, um, you know, Jess Eason, uh, improviser. Nope. Okay. Uh, she, po- she posted and she's just like, uh, Cars 3 is like one of the best movies I've seen this year. Here we year. go again. John Shut Arnotis the with fuck Cars up. 3. So, <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck Cars up. 3 is one of my favorite movies for this I, year. I need to watch it. No, and it's your excitement about it, for real, for real, that makes me want to watch. I know. That's why I'm Makes me want to not dismiss it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Listen, I watched your shitty movie. You got to watch my <laughs> shitty movie. Two Pixar movies this year starred Mexican characters, yeah. Coco and Cars 3. So Yeah. Cruz and Ramirez was Cruz really Ramirez. great. She took over Lightning McQueen. She did. And, and White America was pissed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, they, sorry, white America, we've taken over cars sorry. also. Listen, we got to make little <laughs> incremental takebacks of this country because we've lost they had to make all up of the, D.C. and we needed yeah, to... They had to make up for the Cheech Marin lowrider character for the first two. Oh, so. God. <laughs> he is painful. But. <laughs> I love Cheech Marin, but yeah. He did uh, have... Like I'm a, a car, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He did have a good scene in, the, uh, in Cars 3. In Cars 3? Good. Also, watching Coco made me want to watch more <laughs> just... Mexican, Mexican stuff. Yeah. So I got home and I watched Desperado. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> All right. Once upon a time in Mexico. Yeah. They're not the right. end no, of the list. They're not the best. No. And then I watched uh, Mask of Zorro. Uh, yeah. Because oh, I just man. wanted like I used to love that movie. Mm-hmm. I just Does wanted, it hold up? It with is famous, amazing. Famous Mexican I still actor love it. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ben Kingsley. <laughs> He's um, there to play God I did. I did think it's funny that uh, this is the second animated movie yes. I've seen this year that takes place in Mexico that involves <laughs> a torn photo of a family member. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's great. I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, yeah no. Uh, yeah. I, 
it holds up. Cool, it, man. It, it well, had, had a good time. If you guys are next time you're on Hulu and yeah. you're just like dicking around, you're like, uh, you know, or you're folding laundry and you want to just have something on for 20 minutes, put on the first episode of Hair. Like on. I said, I I want to I want to find that AV Club list yes. and go through it. By the way, the AV Club review for this film, yes, one of the most glowing reviews I think yeah. they've ever posted. Wow. Craig Bartlett basically made this for the AV Club. <laughs> um, and, and, and I love Craig, that. And Craig posted that review and he was like, "Thanks, AV Club. Like you're part of the reason we came back." <laughs> You know, I love that. So it's so great. I like That's that. That's great. I will. I will watch it. But I just started rewatching uh, Third Rock from the Sun again. Cause, Why? Because that show is great. <laughs> stop. Do you not like Third it's Rock? It's a great from the show. Sun? But stop. It's like, listen. I get it. But my buddy, my roommate, like watches Cheers. Just watches it. Like he's seen every episode of Cheers and loves mm-hmm. Cheers. And I know so many people that are like that they have The Office and 30 Rock and Parks and Rec in their Netflix queue over and over and again. And that's what they go to. Just on like, constant rotation. Yeah, and I'm like, you guys have seen every episode. Like, get do try a new thing and then I've, go, you know. I've been putting it on in the background while I've been typing for work. All right, well, so, no, do I that mean, for Hey Arnold. Well, I don't want to do that for Hey Arnold because I want to actually enjoy the show. That's why uh, I, it's taken me so long to get well, through Gravity here's Falls what I'm saying. because I'm just like, I want to focus this on this. This is not yeah. Gravity Falls. Here's what I'm saying about Hey Arnold. <clears throat> you can do that with most episodes. Some, pause and watch it. Filler. You know what, but, though? Yeah. This movie had some Gravity Falls feel to it. Mm-hmm. It was like... Mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's there. It was fun. It's there. Yeah. It's it been there. Uh, a fun pig character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad uh, he doesn't kids eat with, bacon in Gravity Falls. With uh, <laughs> clothing that they would uh, wear as uh, skirts. An important know. journal. Sure. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. Indeed. Wow. I wonder they, how much it influenced. Without Hey Arnold, there would be no Gravity Falls. That's my That's hot true. take. Holy shit. Ask your buddy. <laughs> and there's a, and in Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie, there was a bunch of gravity. So. Oh, my God. The whole and planet probably some it. waterfalls if we looked at mm-hmm. those BGs. I think there mm-hmm. were. I'm pretty sure there were. Had to have been. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah, they did. When they walked into the... Oh, there the, was a hidden path behind yeah. the waterfall, we which is straight waterfall. out of a Tintin comic book. Cool. Uh, nice. A few Tintin references in this. For every Tintin. Zelda game ever. Or, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also that. <laughs> awesome. Um, hey, thank you again. Thank you guys Thanks so much. Please plug me. the five million things that you do. Yes. Um, just, uh, <laughs> it's going to take a while. You want to walk outside? Yeah. yeah. Plus, <laughs> you guys like, if you guys like cartoons, uh, check out the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast. They do some really good stuff there. We just did an episode. I think the season's over, but they uh, they ended on a Hey Arnold like retrospective slash oh, cool. sort of preview for the Jungle movie mm-hmm. um, that I think had spoilers in it. And also, they did one that was just based around theme songs. Oh, so wow. they talked Ooh. to a bunch of different people, and they were like, Invader Zim theme song. Let's talk to Joan and Vasquez, and you know, w- w- tell us about that. Oh, that's uh, very cool. Hair Arnold theme song. Also, they're uh, working on Invader Zim TV movie, back, right? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. They're doing right? TV movies with Rock all of up. the stuff we want to see. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like they don't want to create new IPs, and they want to go off of established properties. Hey, man. Since they it's have a fan almost base. like... Exactly. It's almost like yeah. they, <laughs> the Nickelodeon, I think, is, is very smart with... Uh, 2016 was their... 25th anniversary because they started in 91. Oh. So last year they really were leaning into like new stuff, but also old stuff too. <laughs> and I think it, mm-hmm. I think they it would be so cool if Nickelodeon were half new stuff, half oh, Hey Arnold has a sixth season and SpongeBob's going strong and this yeah. and this. You know that would be great. Listen, trust me, I love it because it's. You my can stuff. Continue to have it. I mean, that's why this podcast hobby. exists. Now, on this Nickelodeon podcast, do you say your catchphrase? Uh, what up, my bitches? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I try to sneak it in there, but they edit it out every mm, time. Well, they tell me for time. They tell they. me they cut it for time. 
because I end everything like, well, bitches, that was the, <laughs> you that was to- my conversation with the creator of Dora the Explorer. So <laughs> hope you youngins like it. Uh, uh, are you guys on season three coming up for it? Yes. Okay. Uh, I hope so. I but heard actually, season one. Season one's great. I haven't heard if we're coming back yet, and mm-hmm. I don't want to tell people to like. I think you'll be fine. bother them, but it's a it's a, such a great. Uh, it is a great podcast. It's a great podcast. It's it's <laughs> it's not easy for them to do, but the thing is, is in that building they also make cartoons. When I first went in for meetings, uh, uh, my buddy, I'm sure you guys know him, Greg Nix, yeah. he was working at Nick and and threw my name in there, and then I went and talked to those people. And as I walked out, I went because I'm so used to this world of podcasts. I went. Oh, just like every other thing, you know, every other group of friends that I talk to, they're talking about doing a podcast, but they're probably not going to do it. And then <laughs> yeah. I remembered, wait, they make cartoon shows here. Yeah. yeah. This is way easier than that. This <laughs> oh, is just yeah. recording. All you have to do is, like, send somebody off, like, for an hour between, like, recording, mm-hmm. and then they'll talk to you mm-hmm. and get, you know, fanboyed at. Easy and breezy. Who doesn't want that? Lemon squeezy. So yeah. I really hope that uh, we can come back for, uh, for more, because there's a bunch of stuff to... Um, to talk about a bunch of shows that we haven't even had a chance to go and it's great and bother people from yeah so. cool uh, dude. thank you guys so much also hyper rpg yeah, check out hyper rpg for fun shows twitch.tv slash hyper rpg or go to youtube.com slash hyper rpg i do love your fan reactions or your uh trailer those reactions are those are fun They're we did good. one for um uh in avengers infinity war god damn the fastest viewed trailer in history yeah 230 million views in like a day I thought it was going to be released at night, and then I woke up and I saw that it was yeah, posted. Like I'm just morning, like, "What yeah. the? F- okay, mm-hmm. I'll watch Good morning, it right America, now." Indeed. Yeah. To be fair, that trailer is it's great. Bonkers. I love it. It's crazy. I love it. I'm very excited. Everybody's yeah. in it. Ben Kingsley's in it. I would. Do you think, I wish. Do you Trevor think that Slider Marvel is, yeah. movies are going to be the new podcast where it's like <laughs> everybody's doing one? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. That would mean that we get to do a Marvel movie, right? Yes. Wait, we're all. Wait, are we in Infinity yeah. Wars? I think we are. I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure. It'd be great if at the end. Wait, this is an Infinity War, right? <laughs> It'd be great if at the end they like they like they, you know Captain America like points to the camera. He's like, we need your help, and it, and like and then it like somehow it was like a mirror, and we're like, what? what? Like, we all have superpowers. This is um, the biggest cast ever. We're all in Infinity planet War. Planet Earth. We're all Secretariat guys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I might be the only one who watched yeah. that season of uh, BoJack. BoJack, great. Again, trying to get into it. Uh, a little ugly, but appealing, but ugly. You have to yeah. be in the right mood for, sure. for it. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it I actually don't mind it visually. Different. I think it just takes a hot second for that show to heat up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, depression is a theme in that show. I know. So, Boy. great for yeah. adults. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys. Thank you for best. talking about this and You're selling us on it. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. For those listening at home, there's a lot we of pointing, pointing at each other. At each other. Uh, yes. Uh, and you guys are the best for listening to this podcast. Thanks, guys. Oh, okay. Bye. 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 What's a creative podcast network?